on behalf of iskon juhu mumbai it gives me great pleasure to welcome his holiness radhanath swami maharaj to smaran festival 2020 hosted by iskon juhu mumbai this is the concluding event of series of lectures given by several senior sanyasis and devotees and this is live on facebook youtube and our website to the audience of devotional nature his holiness radhanath swami maharaj needs no introduction at few words of introduction his holiness radhanath swami maharaj and their lordships shri shri radha ras bihari ji have some special and strong connection it was in 1971 cross maidan pandal program the lordship shri radha ras bihari ji ji brought isolness radhanath swami maharaj to the shelter as well as the shelter of shila prabhupad down the line five decades almost five decades now shri shri radha ras bihari ji is bringing isolness radhanath swami maharaj to the lotus feet and giving an opportunity of shravana mangalam which can bring the auspiciousness of hearing from his holiness radhanath swami maharaj kathamritam today to the devotees around the world and his holiness radhanath swami maharaj is bhuridajana very munificent traveling around the world and inspiring thousands and thousands of devotees today maharaj is doing the same thing but online due to the circumstances here and uh, inspiring the devotees around the world by sitting in one place we are very very thankful to his holiness radhanath swami maharaj having accepted our invitation from iskon juhu mumbai shila prabhupad's office to give this radhashtami special lecture on the online platform of iskon juhu mumbai i understand that this is the only lecture that is holiness radhanath swami maharaj has agreed to give on radhashtami we are very very grateful to you maharaj for this wonderful uh, feeling the express towards uh, iskon juhu mumbai now uh, <clears throat> i request his holiness radhanath swami maharaj to serve the kathamritam feast to the ears of the devotees around the world which can instill inspiration in our hearts with that few words over to you maharaj isolness radhanath swami maharaj om akyan chimirandasya gyananjana chalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Bandeham Sri Guru Sri Juthapadakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavamscha सहगनाथ 
Sadvaitam Savadutam Harijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Brindabhaneshwari Brishabhanu Sudhe Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Bancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Ebacha Patitanam Bhavanibhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Gaura Bhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Iti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirbhishesha Shunyabadi Paschatyateshatharine <clears throat> I am very grateful, very honored, and very happy to be with all of the assembled devotees on this most holy, auspicious day of Sri Radhastami. My special gratitude to Mukunda Madhava Prabhu for your gracious introduction to my beloved friend Brajahari Prabhu, to His Holiness Gopal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, to His Grace Devaki Nanan Prabhu, Bhima Prabhu, and all the devotees of Sri Sri Radharas Bihari Temple. And I wish you very happy Radhastami filled with Sri Radharani's blessings. When Srila Prabhupada was on the Jaladuta, after he departed from Brindaban in 1965, he left his home at Radha Damodar Temple after compiling 
his translations and purports of the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. And then he came to Mumbai. He stayed in Mumbai for some time. He was giving lectures. He was putting his Srimad Bhagavatams into various bookstores. He was connecting to so many people. And he especially um, found Sri Radharani and Sri Krishna's mercy in Juhu, where he bonded his connection with Sumati Mararji, who was the owner of a steamship, cargo ship company. And it was there that you know, she offered such respect to him as a great saint, as a sadhu, as a true carrier of the message of true Vaishnavism. He asked her, he pleaded with her, he begged her for a free passage on a cargo ship to New York, 38 days at sea. He was then just turning 69 years old. Sumati Maharaji, who was very experienced in what it was like on these cargo ships, she warned him that you'll die it is very difficult. And, and if you live through this voyage, then in the West, in America, it's very cold in the winter and people are very cold to what you have to teach. Srila Prabhupada was begging for the opportunity to lightly, very lightly, give up his very life, endure poverty, endure rejection. He was begging her to give him a chance to endure all of these things so that he could follow the order of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his Guru Maharaj, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And that is to spread the message of Lord Chaitanya all over the world. Especially his Guru Maharaj told him in the English language because of the universal nature of the English language, it could be broadcast in all languages through that medium. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada, who was truly the perfect representative of the six Goswamis and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Parampara, 
he wrote that the ultimate aspiration and the highest perfection is Radha Dasyam, to be the servant of Srimati Radharani. In fact, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he taught us the prayer of what our highest aspiration should be. Gopi Bhartur Padakamala Yora Dasa Dasa Das Anudas. To be the servant of the servant of the servant. Anu, even the smallest servant of all the servants of the gopis. And all the gopis are serving Srimati Radharani. When Srila Prabhupada was still on the Jaladuta, just approaching his destination of America, after so many struggles and hardships, he wrote a poem and that poem begins, my dear brothers, you cannot get success in Krishna consciousness unless you worship Srimati Radharani. This is very much the invocation for everything that Srila Prabhupada was about to do, to establish pure, unconditional, unmotivated, loving service to the Supreme Being, to establish the spirit of the ecstatic love of the residents of Brindavan throughout the world. What is the rareness of what Srila Prabhupada and our Acharyas have given us? It is very important that we appreciate that so that we don't take it for granted. In this world, how people are willing to study for years and years at so many costs in order to get a university or college degree. And then how much people are willing to struggle and sacrifice so much of their own personal preferences for security, the security of money, the world struggling to somehow or other make ends meet with money. And especially at this particular time during this pandemic when economically the world is being challenged severely. There's a lot of insecurity. There's a lot of depression. There's a lot of fear because people are willing to give up so much to get money. And how much people are willing to sacrifice for fame 
for giving satisfaction and receiving satisfaction from from family members wherever people see something is valuable they're willing to make great sacrifices what is the most valuable of all treasures of life this is explained in Bhagavad Gita. Krishna tells Manushyanam Sahasrishu Kashtadyatati Siddhaye. Out of thousands and thousands of people who are endeavoring for perfection on the spiritual path, it's hardly Hardly that we ever find someone who actually connects to the real path of liberation. And of such people, Krishna says, hardly one knows me in truth. Muktanam apisidhanam narayana parayana. Of many people who have even achieved liberation, what to speak of supernatural yogic powers. The only one that is truly satisfied and at peace is those who love God, Narayan. Bahunam janmanam ante jnanavam vasudeva sarvamiti samahatma after many births and deaths of cultivating knowledge, spiritual knowledge, when one finally comes to the platform of truth, the highest truth, one surrenders to Vasudev, knowing the Supreme Lord as the cause of all causes and the source of everything and everyone. Brahmabhuta prasanatmana sochati nakangshati samasaraveshu bhutishu madbhaktim labade param. Krishna explains one who attains the spiritual platform, the liberated state, wherein one does not hanker or lament for anything gained or lost in this temporary world. Such a person. sees every living being with equal vision and is a well-wishing friend for everyone. And such a person engages in bhakti. In that liberated state, one engages in the Lord's supreme loving service. then one becomes joyful. Not the joy of the body, not the joy of the senses and the mind, but one awakens the very joy of the soul. Yogi nama pisaraveshya madgirin tanapana shradavan bhajateyo mamsame yukta tamamataha
that of all types of yogis, one who achieves this pure unalloyed devotion is most intimately united with Krishna, with God, and is the highest of all. And what is that yoga? Krishna tells in Gita, Bhakya mama bijananti yavan yashtrasmi tattvata. Bhakya tvananya yashakya aham evam vidurjana. It is only through bhakti, through pure unalloyed devotion, that one can achieve the spiritual realm of the Lord's abode. It is only through bhakti, through pure devotion, through love, Krishna says, that I can be understood and seen as I am. Premanjana bhakti bilochanena. Unless one's heart is filled with bhakti, with love, one cannot see Krishna. One cannot see the supreme truth. This is the universal essence of all spirituality. In the Bible, it is said, um, the first and great commandment is to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, all your soul. And to express that love for God by loving your neighbor as yourself. To live with love. And while in this world, to be an instrument of God's compassion. Sarva dharman parityasya mame kam sharanam braja aham tvam sarva papepyo moksha shamimasucha. The, the Gita develops this idea to such fullness. Krishna tells, abandon all varieties of dharma. Dharma means religion. Dharma means occupational duties. Dharma means our own inherent nature. Abandon all varieties of dharma and just Surrender to me. I shall protect you from all sinful reaction. Do not fear. And Krishna tells how to surrender. Always think of me. Become my devotee. Worship me. Offer your homage to me. You will come to me without fail. I promise you this because you are my dear friend. When the absolute truth gives a promise, and and when he tells his devotee to give this promise, it's the most certain truth in all of existence. This material nature is very difficult to overcome, practically impossible. But one who takes shelter of me, Sharanagati, one who surrenders to me, 
can easily cross beyond it. So Bhagavad Gita, from the very beginning to the very end, the spirit of bhakti yoga or pure unalloyed love is interwoven into every word because every stage of the Bhagavad Gita is leading to that perfection. And the Srimad Bhagavatam, it begins where Bhagavad Gita left off. Dharma Projita Kaitabhadra. The Srimad Bhagavatam from the very beginning establishes that this scripture, which is the cream of all Vedic literatures, the Amalam Puranam, the purest of all the scriptures, it is exclusively enunciating pure ecstatic love. It is putting aside all lesser forms of self-realization, religion or spirituality that can bring us greater success and pleasure in this world or even elevation to higher planets where this extraordinary long life and inconceivable sense enjoyment. Even the higher planets beyond Swargaloka where there's such total mental peace puts aside the cultivation of supernatural powers and even liberation. Declares all of these things to be distractions and focuses our attention on unalloyed love. Entering into the lila, the transcendental pastimes of love with the supreme truth. The Srimad Bhagavatam takes us in nine cantos through such a journey where we see examples of great devotees, true saints and acharyas who are specifically selected of all the great souls throughout history to teach us the value of pure devotion. There was little Dhruva. He went through so many difficulties. He suffered so deeply in his mind, in his heart, by injustice, by betrayal. And at five years old, he went to the forest and did such sacrifices under the direction of Narada Muni, his guru, and ultimately Narayan, Prishnigarbha, God, the supreme truth, appeared to him and offered him any benediction. Dhruva said, I don't want anything. The Lord told Dhruva that 
you have come here because you wanted a kingdom greater than your father or even your grandfather. I will give this to you. And Dhruva said, I was looking for broken pieces of glass, but now I have been given love for you, which is like the most priceless diamond. Now I see everything else as insignificant. I don't want anything except the benediction that I can always remember you and forever be the servant of the servant of your servants. Some Siddhir Haditoshanam. Srimad Bhagavatam tells the supreme perfection of all our aspirations, the perfection of life and yoga and religion is to please Krishna. And Krishna is bhavagrahi janardana. He's only pleased with our love. Srila Prabhupada describes that Krishna is the proprietor of everything that exists, Sarva Lokamaheshwaram. The Gita, he tells, I'm the source of everyone's intelligence. I'm the source of everyone's abilities. I'm the proprietor of everything in all planets. What can we offer Krishna? Our love. Krishna, by his own nature, he's Rasabihari. He's always hungry to taste the sweetness of the love of his devotee. We read in the Bhagavatam the story of Prahlad. Prahlad, even when his life was impossibly being violated and risked, whether he was thrown into fire or fed deadly poison or whether he was stampeded by massive elephants or put in pits of snakes. Hiranyakashipu, his father, was the conqueror of the universe. He had such supernatural powers and such material wealth and influence. Little Prahlad really didn't have anything except he was surrendered. And in the end, when he was given any benediction, he only asked, let me be in this world to help others to love you because so many people are distracted by the successes and the failures and the happiness and the distress and the health and disease. But the only thing that can give people real joy is realization of the true nature of their souls to love you and to serve you. And such a state, he begged, please give liberation to my father. He had no envy. That's the nature of love, of devotion. And we see Ambarish Maharaj in the ninth canto, how Durvas Muni, such a yogi with such powers to control his mind, to control his senses. 
from a single hair of his body, he can create gigantic, powerful monsters. He can create an entity that can destroy the world from a single hair on his body with a mantra. He could travel to Swargaloka, to Brahmaloka, to Shivaloka, to Vaikuntaloka within a year. But ultimately, he came back to fall at the feet of Ambarish Maharaj because he recognized that there is no greater power than the power of Bhagavan, of the Supreme Personality of God. And Bhagavan himself told Durvasa that my devotee knows no one but me and I know no one but my devotee. I am always in the heart of my devotee and my devotee is always prominent in my heart. Krishna is overpowered. The all-powerful is overpowered by the love of one who sincerely serves him. These amazing stories are there. The capacity of Hanuman's Leela, the capacity of Ranti Dev's compassion, they're all described in Srimad Bhagavatam and it culminates in the 10th canto. After describing so many of the great incarnations of the Lord and their powers, what is the nature of Matsyavatar, Varaha Dev lifting the earth, Narasimha Dev, Ramchandra, Ramana Dev. After describing the glories of the Lord's incarnations and the glories of the surrender and the love of the devotees, Krishna to Bhagavan Swayam, the source of all incarnations. The Purna Avatar, the Avatar who has who all other avatars are included within, is revealed to us. Lord Sri Krishna, Sri Gopinath Rasabihari, and Lord Krishna, he appears in Brindaban, Gokul Mahaban as a little child, such a little baby when he's only days old, Putana comes and Krishna effortlessly, playfully um, liberates her and Sakatasura and Trinavarta. Krishna opens his mouth at the request of his mother Yashoda and reveals the entire universal creation with all the oceans and all the mountains and all the planets and all living entities and all the devatas within his little mouth. And yet in Vrindavan, Krishna's beauty, sweetness, 
playfulness and the intimacy, intimate nature of his love is so, so powerful that it totally overpowers everyone's understanding of his supremacy. In Brindaban, the Brijabasi simply love Krishna. And we read about the Batsalya Bhava, the love of Yashoda and Nanda and the elder cowherd men and girls. We read about Sakya Bhava, the love of Krishna's friends, headed by Balaramji, Sudama, Sridama, Subala, Stoka Krishna. They play with Krishna, and Krishna plays with them. His smile is infinitely more powerful than all of the opulences that have been revealed by previous incarnations. The sweet, loving sound of his flute which is the love of his heart for each devotee and all living beings coming through his mouth into his flute and manifests as music. The personification of the most intimate love of the heart of God. is permeating the atmosphere of Vrindavan in the form of music. And how every devotee, the cows, their ears raise when they hear the sweetness of Krishna's flute. The calves who are enthusiastically with great hunger drinking the milk from their mothers, they stop as if paralyzed, tears rolling down their eyes in ecstasy as they hear the flute. The river Yamuna stops flowing and even flows upstream to come closer to Krishna's flute. Animate beings become inanimate and the inanimate beings, like the trees, they start trembling in ecstasy. In this way, Krishna plays with his friends throughout the day. And in Vrindavan, the sunrise, the sunset, the apparent definitions of days and nights, they are all wonderful expressions of variegatedness within the realm of eternity because it is a place beyond time, a place beyond the debilitating force of time. In this world, time is consuming everything. By the power of time, the sun will eventually become ashes. The earth will become powder. The oceans will dry up. 
and what to speak of all living beings, our bodies, dying and being born and dying and being born and everything in the middle. Time is mighty. Billionaires cannot hold on to their money. Conquerors cannot hold on to their power. Scholars cannot hold on to their knowledge, the power of time. But in the spiritual world, time is conspicuous by its absence because everything and everyone is eternal. It's everlasting. It's on the nature of the love between God and the soul. So the Leelas of Krishna and his cowherd boyfriends as they play and they run and they joke and they argue, it's all simply ways of expressing eternal love. And the yoga maya power of God's internal energy creates all of these variegated, infinite and variegatedness just to create an ever-increasing experience of ecstatic love and devotion. Krishna is forever increasing his beauty to each devotee. And each devotee is eternally, never stagnant, increasing their sweetness of love for Krishna. That is reality, spiritual reality. And then the Srimad Bhagavatam culminates that the most inclusive, deepest and purest form of ecstatic love is that of the gopis. Krishna tells gopis, your love for me is so sweet. Your surrender to me is so pure that even though I am the proprietor of everything that exists, Krishna tells in Gita, aham sarvasya prabhavo matta sarvam prabhartate. I'm the source of all spiritual, all material worlds. Everything emanates from me. The wise who know this perfectly engage in my loving service and worship me with all their hearts. Krishna tells gopis, with everything I have, even in an entire lifetime of Brahma, trillions of years, I have no power to repay you for your love and devotion. Krishna admits that he is always in debt to the pure love of the gopis. And Krishna performs his most intimate expression of love for gopis in the five chapters of the 10th canto, which describe the Rasalila. 
Jayadev Goswami describes in his Gita Govinda Krishna's wonderful pastimes with the gopis. His introduction to Gita Govinda is the Das Avatar, where he's describing the glories of all the great incarnations of Godhead. The most prominent so that we understand that when the doors open to hearing the pastimes of Krishna with gopis, this is not something ordinary. This is the highest revelation of pure ecstatic love on the spiritual platform. Sukadev Goswami, he was Brahman realized. He, had, he was a completely liberated soul, a total peace, who was transcendental in every way to this world. He didn't even see a distinction between people's sexes because he only saw the eternal soul in everyone's heart. He was the personification of detachment. And yet, he is glorifying the love of the gopis for Krishna as the highest, purest form of self-realization. Srila Rupa Goswami, Srila Sanatan Goswami, Srila Raghunath Das Goswami. These great souls, they... They, they gave up fortunes of millions or billions of dollars, palaces. They gave up fame, power. And what did they do? They went to Brindavan where they just wore little loincloths that were discarded by others. They slept under different trees every night on the hot or cold ground. They begged, begged door to door for a little food, but they were always in the highest ecstasies of following in the footsteps of the gopis. In the mood of the gopis' love and separation from Krishna. Srila Prabhupada explains Krishna's Parabrahma He's the supreme Brahman. Brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavaniti shabjate. The absolute truth has three features. The all-pervading Brahman, the Paramatma within everyone's heart, and Bhagavan, Parabrahman. People on the path of jnana yoga Lifetimes of renunciation, detachment, cultivation of knowledge, willing to, to give up everything of this world just to taste a drop of spiritual happiness. Brahmananda. 
So Krishna's Parabrahman, he's the source of Brahman. Srila Prabhupada asks us a question, is Krishna interested in enjoying something material? When his devotees are giving up everything material for him, would he be interested in that? Krishna's enjoyment is the spiritual platform beyond Brahman, Parabrahman, where he's tasting the sweetness of the never-ending love of the soul of the devotees. So the Rasa Lila is the most intimate expression of God's love for the soul and the soul's most intimate expression of their love for God. And that love is an interaction which takes the form of a dance, an eternal dance. During the Rasa Lila, when Krishna danced with gopis, it seemed like one night, but actually an entire night of Brahma was included. It's beyond time. Although the love of Krishna and gopis is the culmination of yoga, of spirituality, in its pinnacle of divine happiness. Still, there's a culmination of the culmination. Krishna left all the gopis to be with one gopi. This one gopi who loves Krishna, who worships Krishna, who serves Krishna in a way that's more pleasing than all others. And that is Srimati Radharani. Who is Radha? Radha Krishna Pranaya Vikratir Sadini Shakti Rasma. That the absolute truth is one. There's one God. But Parashi Shakti Vavadaiva Shruyate, that one God appears in many incarnations and has many energies forever. The one supreme truth is forever two, male and female, the Shakti and the Shaktiman. Why? The Lord reveals himself for the purpose of the highest revelation of spiritual existence, love. Sri Radharani is the Ashraya Vikraha and Krishna is the Vishaya Vikraha. 
Sri Radha is the supreme abode of love. And Krishna is the supreme object of love. Sri Radha is the Hladini Shakti. She's the potency within the one supreme truth that is the very source of all pleasure, the pleasure potency. The Leela, the Rasa, the interactions of Radha and Krishna is the source of all love, the source of all happiness forever. And Mamaivamso Jiva Loke Jiva Buddha Sanatana. The Supreme Truth has expanded Himself as limitless living entities or jivas, spirit souls, to participate in this love of Radha Krishna. And the Lord. Sri Radharani and Sri Krishna, they both expand themselves in limitless ways to give happiness, to give pleasure, to exchange love with each other. Srimati Radharani, Srila Prabhupada would sometimes describe as the supreme mother of all living beings. Whatever purity is there for a, for a, of a mother for a child has its infinite, eternal truth within Sri Radha's love for every living being. Forgiving, compassionate, kind. Srila Prabhupada even used the word when he described Sri Radha, her tender-hearted compassion for all beings. Srila Prabhupada would, would, would often when he would speak on the occasion of Sri Radhastami, he would say when Sri Radharani approaches Krishna on behalf of any devotee who calls out to her with a sincere heart. She will say, Krishna, please accept this devotee. He or she is better than me. That is the natural, forgiving, humble quality of the source of all love. And Krishna can never refuse the request of Srimati Radharani. Because Krishna is Madan Mohan. He's the attractor of even Kamadev Cupid. But Sri Radharani is Madan Mohan Mohini. She attracts, she captivates, she conquers even the heart of Krishna by her love. In Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Sri Ramananda Rai is describing in his conversation with Sri Mahaprabhu that 
Sri Radharani's body, like Krishna, is Satchit Ananda Vigraha. They have spiritual forms which are eternal, full of knowledge and full of bliss. And every, every aspect of Sri Radha's form is a personification of the ecstasies of her love to give pleasure to Krishna. And when sh because Sri Radharani sees that each and every one of us, wherever there's life, there's a part of Krishna. She has infinite love for every part of Krishna because she loves Krishna. Therefore, she's able to, to see through our illusions. And whenever we sincerely take shelter, she can give us that compassion. She can appeal for forgiveness. Therefore, there's no greater way of approaching the supreme truth than through the motherly, compassionate nature of Sri Radha. And Srimati Radharani is the supreme source of all prema or love. Why is Krishna conquered by the love of any devotee who has pure devotion? Whoever we are, that love is inherent within each of our hearts. It simply needs to be recognized and uncovered. And then Bhaktivatsal, Krishna wants to be conquered by our love. Who could conquer Krishna? Krishna himself conquers himself because he's so inclined toward the love of his devotee. Why? Because whatever love, whatever bhakti is within the heart of the soul is part and parcel of Sri Radha's love. Sri Radha will give her life and soul to any living entity because we're part of Krishna, and Krishna will give his life and soul to the love of any living entity because it's part of Radha, her love. This is the tattva of Sri Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught us this. And we will discuss in a few moments what he has given. Paramakaruna Pahunduijana, the supreme of all treasures. So the Rasa Lila of Vrindavan culminates in Sri Radha's love for Krishna. And there are so many places in Vrindavan where beautiful pastimes were manifested of Radha's love. In one place in separation from Krishna, she cried and her tears of love filled a lake, Mansarovar. And Lord Shiva, Mahadev, the greatest of the devatas, the giver of liberation, Muktanath, the giver of 
incredible mystic powers. The powers he gave to Ravana, the powers he gave to so many. Lord Shiva himself, he wanted to be a gopi. He wanted to assist Srimati Radharani in her loving service to Krishna. And he performed tapasya and he bathed in Mansrovar with this singular, intense prayer. He took shelter of this prayer to have the blessing of serving as a gopi. And he emerged from that pond as Gopeshwar Mahadev. And Srimati Radharani and her associates personally gave Shiva the, um, the service of guarding the Rasalila, Gopeshwar Mahadev. In the form of a gopi, nobody could enter into the Rasalila unless they have a completely pure heart where there's no ego, no selfishness, no envy. There's only pure surrender and love. And the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam in sound vibration, Shabda Brahma, is non-different than the eternal Rasa Lila in Gokul Brindaban. And similarly, we can, we can hear it. We can memorize it. But Gopeshwar Mahadev will not allow us to actually enter into the true understandings of that past time unless our hearts are completely pure. How exalted. Lord Brahma, who lives for trillions of years, who's the secondary creator of this entire universe that we're living. He descends from Brahma Loka. He offers prayers. He does tapasya. And the benediction he receives, he incarnates as four hills, the four hills of Bhattasana. The wealth, the power, the fame, the health of Brahma, but infinitely more valuable than all of that to him is to be these hills so that he could feel the lotus feet of Srimati Radharani and her gopis on top of his head. And he's serving Sri Radharani forever in this way. And Narada Muni, the guru of Yasdev, who's the compiler of all the Vedas, 
the guru of Dhruva Maharaj and Prahlad Maharaj, the guru of Valmiki Muni, the author of Sri Ramayana, and countless others. Narada Muni, he went to Kusum Srovar. After performing tapasya for a long time at Narada Kund near Govardhan, he took his bath under the instruction of a gopi at Kusum Srovar and came out as Naradiya gopi. It was his great aspiration to be a gopi, a maidservant, a servant of the servant of servant of Sri Radha in her love for Krishna. The most exalted personalities, the most detached personalities throughout the history of all the scriptures and all the world, they taught us through their example and through their words. There's no higher aspiration than to be the servant of the servant of the servant of Sri Radha. But that love is so deep, so esoteric, who can understand it? Krishna tells in Gita, Vedaham samatitani varatamana nicharjuna, babashyani jabutani mamtu vedanakashjuna. That I know all things that happen in the past, I know all things that are happening in the present, in everything that is to come. And I know every living entity. Krishna, as the Paramatma, is, he knows every thought, every word, every action that we've ever done, that we're doing, or we ever will do. Krishna knows everything. All the Vedas, all the Vedanta is to know Krishna. But there's one thing Krishna wants to know. Actually, three things. What is the nature of Radha's love? What is it about me that causes her such happiness? Krishna. He wants to understand what is the happiness that Sri Radharani feels when she's with Krishna. Her love is supreme. So Krishna, in order to have direct experience of Sri Radha's love is Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Radha Babaduti Suvalitam Nomi Krishna Swarupam. Krishna, in his full supreme opulence as the Purna Avatar, appears with the love of Sri Radha in his heart. 
and his complexion is resplendent gold like that of Srimati Radharani. Lord Chaitanya comes to this material world not only to taste the sweetness of pure love, but as Srimati Radharani in her fullness of her Mahabhav, she is distributing that love so freely. We read about the beautiful pastimes of Brindavan where a jackal, a little girl jackal was being beaten and burned and ridiculed by naughty children. And this jackal was suffering and screaming. And everyone knows that jackal screaming is not pleasing to the ear. But Lalita Saki, Sri Radha's loving expansion and friend, she brought that jackal before Sri Radha. And Sri Radha, because the jackal took shelter of her. A jackal is an animal that even every other animal hates because they're so naughty and they're so annoying. But Sri Radharani gave that jackal eternal ecstatic love as the pastime of a, one of her gopis in this spiritual world. That's the nature of Sri Radha's compassion forever. In Krishna's Vrindavan Leela, we don't really see demons in the presence of Srimati Radharani. In Barsana, there are no stories of demons coming there. Sri Radharani is the mother of all compassion, the mother of all love and the source of all forgiveness. But in her full, complete compassion, she appears in this age of Kali Yuga as Lord Chaitanya. Krishna tasting the sweetness of Sri Radha's love and Sri Radha and Krishna together as Lord Chaitanya bestowing forgiveness, compassion, and love, the love of Vrindavan in this material world in the age of Kali. This is Lord Chaitanya. Namo Mahabhada Nyaya Krishna Prema Padayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namane Gaudat Vishenama. Srila Rupa Goswami, who was Sri Rupa Manjari in the spiritual world of Goloka, an intimate loving servant of the servant of Sri Radha. Srila Rupa Goswami is revealing the identity of Lord Chaitanya in this beautiful verse. 
Lord Chaitanya is Krishna. But the most munificent, most merciful, most compassionate of all incarnations of Krishna. Because he's giving what no other incarnation has given. Radharani is giving her love, entrance into her love to the people of Kali Yuga. Lord Chaitanya came with his associates, the Panchatattva, Nityananda's Balaram, Gadadhar Pandit is Srimati Radharani. Adwaitacharya is Mahavishnu Sadashiva, and Srivas Thakur is Sri Muni. Along with their associates descending from the spiritual world, they have come to break open the treasure house of ecstatic love, Prema Bhakti. That treasure, it's buried and it's locked. And through knowledge of scriptures, through tapasya, performing severe austerities like fasting or giving up sleeping or giving up possessions, celibacies, through any type of practice, that treasure is inaccessible. The treasure of the ecstatic love of the Brijabhasis. But the Panchatattva, they broke open that treasure and they tasted the contents and distributed it freely without considering who is fit or who is unfit, without considering what is an auspicious time or an inauspicious time, what is an auspicious place or an inauspicious place, without considering one's race, one's religious background, without considering what one has ever done or not done. If we simply open our hearts to receive they give, they give this purest, highest, sweetest, eternal love, prema. That is panchatattva. Why? Because the center of the panchatattva is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has the heart of Sri Radha giving her compassion, her forgiveness, and her ecstasy freely. Param Vijayate Shri Krishna Sankirtanam. And how did Srimati Radharani and Sri Rasabihari, how, how are they giving this gift of pure unalloyed devotion? through Sankirtan, through the chanting of the holy names. Lord Chaitanya in the mood of Sri Radha, when he was living in Jagannath Puri at the Gambira, he was exhibiting the ecstasies of the deepest, most transcendent, 
gentle love of Sri Radharani in separation from Krishna. The same mood that Srimati Radharani exhibited and experienced when Krishna left Vrindavan and when she spoke to Uddhava. What is the nature of that love? Uddhava was Krishna's closest friend in Dwaraka and Mathura. Like a brother, they would eat together, they would lay down together, they would walk together, they would discuss every type of topic with each other. Everyone in Dwarka understood the special quality of Uddhava's love for Krishna and Krishna's love for Uddhava. But when Uddhava came to Brindaban and saw the nature of the love of Sri Radha and the gopis and the gopas in separation from Krishna, he prayed to Krishna. I'm willing to give up everything I have. Let me just be a piece of grass near Govardhan Hill so that Sri Radha and the gopis will step on my head and let me be there forever to serve them in that way. What Uddhava saw in the love of Radha is what Sri Radha was exhibiting in the Gambira in her form of Lord Chaitanya. It was there in that mood where Sri Radha was exhibiting the deepest ecstasies of her own love and tasting that love and Krishna was tasting it in her that Lord Chaitanya gave us the Shikshastakam. Eight verses that could be expanded on limitlessly forever to extol the glories of this chanting of God's names and to teach us the method and the spirit that we should cultivate as we're chanting. Nam nam akari bahuta nija sarva shakti statrapitani amitasmaranena kala ethadrasitava kripa bhagavan mamapi durataya pamitri samihajani nanuragaha This is Mahaprabhu in his ecstasies of, of Sri Radha. That my be beloved Lord, you have invested all of your potencies in your holy names. You make yourself fully known in your holy names. And you have many such holy names. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur, expanding on this verse, he explains that through chanting Krishna's names, which are non-different than Krishna, Krishna reveals his eternal, all-beautiful form, his personality, his character, his pastimes, his love, his abode, his eternal associates, 
they could all be experienced directly through the grace of Krishna's holy name. Kali Kale Nama Rupe Krishna Avatar. Krishna has incarnated so mercifully fully is his holy names, especially in this age of Kali, where any other process is so difficult to achieve. But then Lord Chaitanya, Krishna in the mood of Sri Radha, tells us that I am so unfortunate. I have no taste for the chanting of the holy names. At the very beginning, Sri Radharani, the supreme ultimate source of all love and devotion, is revealing her own heart honestly and teaching us we should never think that we're advanced devotees. We should never be falsely, egoistically proud, thinking I'm better than others. Srila Prabhupada told, when we say Prabhu, and we say to Prabhu to every Vaishnav, to every devotee, that means you are my master, I am your servant. Gopi Bhartur Padakamalayora. Srila Prabhupada was our founder, Acharya, and in the mood of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he told us that you are all representatives of my Guru Maharaj. Servant of everyone. Such a mood. Humility is in the highest prominence on the path of devotional service. And in the next verse, spoken from the heart of Srimati Radharani in the Gambira, is Trinadapi Sunichena, Tarorapi Sehishnuna, Amani Namana Dena Kirtaniya Sadahari. One should aspire to be more humble than a blade of grass, more tolerant and forgiving than a tree, eager to offer all respect to others, and with no sense of soft self-prestige to expect respect or honor for oneself. When we pray for, when we strive for this realization, for this character in our life, then only Krishna reveals himself, Srimati Radharani reveals herself in their names. And then Kirtaniya Sadahari, we could chant the holy names of the Lord constantly. Nadanam Najanam Nasundarim Kabitam Vajakadisha Kamaye Mama Janmani Janmani Shwari Bhavatad Bhakti Rahoi Takitvai. Sri Radharani is revealing her heart in Gambira and Krishna's tasting it. I do not want wealth. I do not want fame or power. I do not want to be famous as a great scholar or poet. I do not want the, the luxuries of the opposite, opposite sex 
or any type of sexual pleasures. I don't even want liberation from suffering. I only want to serve you and please you, birth after birth. Sri Rupa Goswami, who Lord Chaitanya invested the fullness of his heart in Sri Rupa Goswami. In Vrindavan, Rupa Goswami is Rupa Manjari, personal assistant of Lalita Saki, who's the most intimate, expanded friend and Saki of Sri Radha. He knows her heart. And Rupa Goswami has come to this world to reveal her heart. Rupa Goswami is revealing what is the love that Lord Chaitanya is giving us. Such love is unmotivated and uninterrupted by any desire for material acquisition, desire for liberation, desire even for the spiritual powers. One only wants to please Krishna through love and through service. Pure devotional service is that. Yes, in our conditioned state in this world, we must be honest with ourselves. We have no qualification. Haha Prabhu Nanda Sutta Brisha Bano Sutta Yuta Karuna Korohe Aparo Narotam Das Thakur praise Sri Radharani, daughter of Brisha Bhanu and Kirtida, and Sri Krishna, the son of Nanda and Yashoda. Please be merciful upon me. I am most fallen. I am most unqualified. But I have no one but you to turn to. Please be merciful. It, it's in that mood that the greatest acharyas approach the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Never with pride or haughtiness or feeling of greatness. The more we understand the beauty, sweetness, and greatness of God's powers, the more humble we become. And the more we seek shelter of that love, of that mercy. In Shikshastakam, Lord Chaitanya, he's praying to be a particle of dust at the feet of Govinda, for the pleasure of Govinda. Nayanam galadashrudayara, vadanam gadgadarudhayagara, pulakarnichitam vapukadatavanama grahane babashiti. When will that day be when tears will pour from my eyes, when my hairs will stand on end, when my limbs will tremble in ecstatic love for your pleasure, Krishna, when I chant your holy names? Sunyayatam jagat saravam govinda virahename. Feeling separation from you, Krishna, 
even a moment seems like 12 years or more. In fact, in this particular beautiful prayer, Mahaprabhu was saying, every moment is a yuga or more. And I am completely feeling vacant and lost in separation from Govinda. This is the mood of Sri Radha being revealed in the Sikshastakam. The mood that Lord Chaitanya came to teach us. The six Goswamis, through their literature and through the example of their life, they taught us how to actually enter into the heart of Lord Chaitanya's teachings, to cultivate this love in separation, viraha bhava, the eternal nature of Sri Radha's love is sambhog vipralamba. The, the love of separation increases the eternal unlimited ecstasy of the love of meeting and the love of meeting only increases the happiness of love in separation. This is the dynamic of rasa in the spiritual world. How to understand this? When we're fighting, struggling to try to keep our health together, fighting, struggling to try to keep our, our, our ashrams together, our temples together, our projects together, our families. There's so many struggles in this world we all have. How to be absorbed in this? That is the supreme mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When Lord Chaitanya was in South India with the Kurma Brahman, he said, you, you can stay home. You could perform your occupation. You could take care of your family and social responsibilities. But just chant the names of Krishna sincerely. Hear my glories and teach others about this great treasure of Bhagavad Gita, of Srimad Bhagavatam, of devotional service. When Srila Prabhupada came to our countries, he came to America in so many cities and so many towns and so many villages. He traveled all over Europe he went to Russia, he went to Africa, Australia, and he gave so much of his time in India, especially Mumbai, Juhu, Shishiradha Raspihari Temple, was the project he invested most money and personally invested most of his own time to develop of all projects. In his loving service to the supreme persons of Radha Rasbihari, Srila Prabhupada promised, 
and put his life and his whole movement on the line to fulfill the promise he made to the deities. The deities are Krishna and Sri Radha, fully living, fully seeing us and, and receiving our devotion. Srila Prabhupada taught us, don't try to see Krishna, but try to serve Krishna in the way that he likes. He is happy to see you. And if Srimati Radharani is happy to see us, then Krishna will be most happy to see us. Yasya prasadat bhagavat prasado yasya prasadanagati kutopi. If we please our gurus, Sri Radharani will be very, not only happy, she's in, she will feel indebted. and share, share her appreciation to Krishna. That is parampara. The wonderful gift that Srila Prabhupada and our acharyas have given us, the depth of the blessing that is accessible and available to us is what our Krishna consciousness movement is. And Lord Chaitanya told the Kurma Brahman, if you just live by these principles, you don't have to change your location, you don't have to change your occupation, you don't have to change your ashram. Just put Krishna in the center to receive Krishna. Srila Prabhupada told us in such simple formula that just receive what I'm giving you and share it with others. And your life will be perfect by Krishna's grace. Whatever shortcomings we have are compensated if we're sincere. This is Srila Prabhupada's gift On the Jaladuta, the first verse of this beautiful prayer, my brothers, your Krishna consciousness will only be successful if you worship Srimati Radharani. And the best way to worship Srimati Radharani is in her merciful manifestation as Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Through Sankirtan. Lord Chaitanya was asked by Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya of the nine processes of devotional service because by practicing any one of them or all of them or any combination of them, one can attain the ultimate perfection. But of the nine processes, which is more important, most important? And Lord Chaitanya said, Kirtanam, the chanting of the holy names. But Shravanam precedes Kirtanam. We must hear. Srila Prabhupada is giving us our books. We must take very seriously to read these books, to distribute these books. 
by pleasing Prabhupada in these, this way, we actually can develop a true taste. Parandrisvani Vartate, the taste for chanting Krishna's holy names. On this very holy day of Sri Radhastami, let us meditate, contemplate, and appreciate the gift that we have received, Sri Radha's special gift through the heart of Mahaprabhu and Parampara. And let us really make renewed vows to show our gratitude by reciprocating with this gift that Srila Prabhupada has so kindly given us. Through sincerely performing our sadhana every day, through avoiding the ten offenses, through carefully following these four regulative principles, through serving the mission as a servant of the servant of the servant to assist Srila Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya's mission. And to do that, Srila Prabhupada told, you'll show me your love for me by how you cooperate. These things may be difficult. They may be natural and easy. It doesn't matter. We only have to give so much in this little lifetime we have. And what's awaiting? Srila Prabhupada's offering us an eternal life full of bliss and knowledge in the loving service of Sri Sri Radharas Bihari in the spiritual world. So much. And all we have to do is cooperate with each other. All we have to do is sincerely, for the few years we're here, take shelter of Krishna's names and, 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 and transcendental literatures Prabhupada has given us. Radhastami is really a time where we where we balance our lives in such a way that the compass of what's really valuable, of the true destination that we want to achieve is in the heart of all the decisions we make, in the heart of how we respond to all different types of situations. This pandemic is difficult. The economic situation is difficult. Losing loved ones is difficult. Living in a life of devotion may be difficult in a, in a society that's always trying to distract us. But the material world is a difficult place for everyone. If we can just endure the difficulties 
moving forward in the direction toward pure devotional service. Then the greatest blessing of Sri Radharani's supreme grace is waiting for us. Thank you very much. Panchakalpatarubhyascha kripasindubhya ebacha patitanam bhavanibhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha. Thank you, Maharaj. Our heartfelt gratitude to you. Uh, Braj Hari Prabhu was actually going to close uh, and uh, express his gratitude, but he just had to step out because today is Jepadaka Maharaj's 50th Sanyas anniversary. So, Prabhuji was just called in. So, I just want to express my gratitude on behalf of the management at Iskonjuhu for just enlightening our heart with all the special pastimes, realizations, and the blessings of Srimati Radharani on this auspicious day of Radharani. Well, I would like to um, extend my most profound appreciation to His Holiness Srila Jaipatak Swami Maharaj. Fifty years ago today, he mm -hmm. took sannyas. Uh, this is truly a celebration. It's a historic Radhastami. His Holiness Jaipatak Swami Maharaj is a very personification of Srila Prabhupada and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu's mercy. Um, he's taken Srila Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya's spirit to the very core of his heart and um, nothing could stop him from tasting the mercy of Srila Prabhupada and spreading the mercy of Lord Chaitanya throughout the world. And today is really a special celebration. Thank you for informing me of this great thing. And let us all offer our prayers for His Holiness Jaipatak Swami Maharaj, long life and good health. And let us bow our heads in gratitude to him for his for his mercy, his compassion, and his most um, divine example. Srila Jai Patak Swami Raj Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Srimati Radharani, Sri Sri Radharas Bihari Ki Jai. Thank you very much, Maharaj. A gratitude to you from all of us at Iskonjuru. Hare Krishna.